The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with your over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app to your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hi, Joe DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 150. Hooray! Everyone cheer and do noisemakers and stuff. Um, not only is this episode 150, it's a bonus episode, our first bonus episode. First of all, one episode a week wasn't enough for you, hardcore DeGen, so let me start doing two episodes a week. And apparently, that's not enough either. So here we are with episode three this week, because UFC is running a tournament and we all love tournaments and it's a prospect tournament it's kind of like dan west contender series which my co-host made everyone a buttload of money on last year so we're going to expect the same from him on this outing here so uh, we're going to jump right into that and and uh, ram that down into your into your eardrums um who am i you ask i am uh jeff me machine fox and i will be one of your hosts on this year podcast i don't know hardly any of these fighters so i will be the setup man as per usual and gumby who somehow knows everything about 18 of these 20 fighters and had to look up uh, stuff on two of them somehow he knows everyone everyone that's ever fought in in, uh, in mma probably in in other sports as well but nonetheless Let, let's bring him in um there's a reason why he's called the gumby god it's not just uh he he gets the underdog picks because he loves he loves him some underdogs but um he's a god when he comes to um making people money on prospect fights so let's bring him in right now daniel gumby god reeland hello I, I believe on the end of the last episode, which we taped a whole three minutes ago, uh, yes. I believe I said I had to look up three people. There were three people I didn't know. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, I hate to let you guys down, but I only knew 17 of these 20. <laughs> oh, really? You lied but, to you lied but, to everyone, Dan. No, no, I said I said I missed three. You you, oh, okay, you okay. changed you changed it to two. I, I will I, I also made, say I better than you are. I will also say that the highlight of this episode for me, the thing I'm the most excited about, do you know what it is? Um, ju- ju- juvenile hum- humor, like making uh, laughing about the last name Nutsen. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's kind of it, like that. It, it's me pronouncing things. It's going to be you saying names. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be so, so damn good. Ye damn so good. <laughs> yes. No kidding. No kidding. All right. Um, should we jump into it, Dan? Anything new since we talked five minutes ago? No, no. Uh, I mean, go back and listen to episode 149 of the exactly. MMA Gambling Podcast if you didn't already. And I don't even know if you yeah. mentioned this on the last episode, but follow the SGPN. Oh, I didn't. Uh, yes. MMA specific Twitter account, which is SGPN MMA at SGPN MMA, which is the MMA Gambling Podcast's special Twitter account. So make sure you follow that especially if we're going to make you a buttload of money on the Friday's uh, Road to the UFC 3 and Road to the UFC 4 fight cards. Very correct. Yes, uh, Dan's putting a lot of good stuff on there. Even con- even video of me uh, is on there, so definitely get in on that. And you're making a big TV debut tonight, are you not, Mr. Vreeland? 
Uh, that's not tonight. That tomorrow is, night. Uh, tomorrow it, night. It's coming. Uh, it, and actually, it's based on uh, what what we could do or what what we're talking about for time zones, it's technically Friday morning, uh, depending that's on true. what time zone you're in. So we will let you know. Maybe Dan will have clips of himself on there too. So we're we're not just a audio medium at this point. We're we're taking over everything. So, all right. Um, like I said, we have uh, some regional, not regional, row two um, fights, prospect fights on this this year weekend. Actually, one's going to start depending on when you're listening to this too. It may be over already, or it may be starting in a couple hours. So we're recording this Wednesday night on the East Coast, and it's taking place uh, starting in a few hours in Singapore. Um, first, uh, they're calling it. They have four, it's technically four different fight cards, um, but they're breaking it down over two nights. And it's an actual tournament except for the one women's fight, right? Am I right? Yeah, so so uh, you know, if you take the four fight cards together, they all compile yeah. a tournament. So the, the first fight yeah. card we're gonna talk about actually has one fight from four different tournaments. It's got a twenty-five fight, yeah. a thirty-five fight, a forty-five fight, and a fifty-five fight. Um so none of these fighters will fight themselves each other in the second round. And then of course it's got, like you said, a women's strawweight fight, which is uh it's a weird thing to add in there. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really clue in, and that was the only female fight until someone mentioned it on the Top Turn MMA podcast. So, more on that in a second. And then they have not announced when the semifinals and final rounds of this will take place. It just says TBD, TBA. So venue to be named later and date to be named later. So this is, it's called Road to UFC Singapore is what this is. Uh, before we hop, I'm into a little, it, me, I'm a little bit worried. By the way, before we get to the head, yeah, go ahead. I'm a little bit worried. Right like, is it? Is it weird that we don't have a semifinal planned for this? Because I'm imagining it's not going to be easy to get a whole bunch of people off of one continent and have them yeah. fight on a different continent. Unless we're going to do this in Abu Dhabi when they come around in September, right? Like it's September, October, they're planning an Abu Dhabi event. Maybe that, but like, it seems weird that we have a whole bunch of people from one continent and we're going to uh, not plan on going back to it, but plan on having them all fight again. It is very Bellator-esque, is it not? <laughs> I hope not. Like, let's finish <laughs> our tournaments. <laughs> let's finish our tournaments. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. But first, before we get into this, win. We're going to tell you about win. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50, win $200 promotion. For a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets, plus the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 plus on sports or casino before July 31st of this year and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. Plus, you can party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet-and-greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now we move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fast-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I do, as does the SGPN gents. It's a game-changing product, and like anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper, too, by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple, first in any sport. Choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two, two times to over 20 times the money you put in. 
My reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join at my buddies' contests if I had buddies and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play the new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Dan, do you have more Sleeper picks a few minutes later? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I told you JT Brewacre is terrible. So, uh, yeah. in the last episode, if you want to go all the way back, like six minutes, I told you to take the Dansby Swanson in the, uh, Austin Riley overs while you're at it. Why don't you get the Ronald Acuna over in, uh, the Max Freed, uh, strikeout total because, uh, you know, the pirates strike out a fair amount too. So I'll take the, the over on Max Freed strikeouts and the over on, uh, Ronald Acuna hits as well. There you go. More Braves. This very Brave-centric picks always. Here's what you got to do with those picks. Go on your own mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper. That would be sleeper.com slash SGPN NBA, for example, or SGPN MLB uh, if, if you're into that one. Or just just check, check the SGPN stuff on there. Um, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So that's that's what you do. Join our listener group, sleeper.com. Actually, just here's what you do. I read the wrong part. Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Just do that part, SGP. And sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. This is what happens when we record more than one podcast a day, Dan. I don't know how you do it, but somehow Dan does 10 a day. <laughs> Correct? Not, not quite 10 a day, but okay. roughly that many, yeah. All right, we return to Kalang, Singapore. The Singapore Indoor Stadium is where this is going down. Like I said, we are doing the second night, Friday, well, Friday morning slash Thursday night. Um, technically, it's uh, on the East Coast. It's Friday at 2.30 a.m., so Thursday at 2.30 a.m., Friday at 2.30 a.m., however you want to think of that. Uh, overnight is when it's happening, and it's on UFC Fight Pass. It's called Road to UFC. We've got five fights. we got John Gooden and Laura Sanko. Uh, doing the calls there. So that, that's a positive right there. All right. That's awesome. We, that's fucking yep. amazing. That's like that's one of the best commentary teams I've ever heard exactly. of. Assuming topology is not lying to us, which they don't usually. So, all right. Um, so these sites have things backwards. All right. We're going to start with G, uh, featherweight fight. Jiang Yiong Lee versus Jai Bin. How did I do there? Butchered them pretty good. Not bad. No, not bad. <laughs> All right. Lee is the Korean Tiger. So I take it he's from Korea. He's 7-1, three knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Uh, plus 125. Bin is the stalker. Scary. He's 8-3, one knockout, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Oh, won the contender series. He's won four straight fights, last one via knockout. He's not fought since September of 2019. He's already fought in the biggest organization in the world. So I don't know why he's slumming it in the UFC, but he was 8-2 and in one championship. He's fight at lightweight, three years younger than Lee, minus 155. So what I can tell you about these two, first of all, is, is that young Lee, uh, Jung Young Lee, is, is a guy who is literally just trying to get in the pocket and throw the most wild punches he possibly can. He just wants to unload and just be as crazy as he can. Uh, ben Shea is a contender series veteran. Uh, you might remember him having lost to Olivier Murad. He lost by split decision in a fight where eh, I probably scored it for Murad, but it was really close. Um, one of the things he does really well is he ducks under people's wild strikes incredibly well. He, he sort of has some nice things he does on the feet, but mostly he doesn't put them together really well. Um, he's got some finishes from the top, but he doesn't really create openings. He's kind of just the kind of guy who, like, if you make a mistake when he's on top of you, he takes advantage and finishes. He doesn't, like, set you up for him. 
But with all that being said, he's a guy who ducks under wild shots. I think that plays really well against Jung Young Lee. So I'm going to take Ben Shea here. All right. Hockey Dan with that pick. All right. Um, we move on to flyweights. Yuma Horiuchi versus Topnoi Kiram. So Topnoi being the gym he fights out of is one of those things where they take the gym's name over over in is he from thailand i'm guessing i believe top kiwam is is from thailand yes okay all right i'll tell you about him first he is seven to three with five knockouts but knocked out once he's one and two won his last fight sorry he's one over his last three one and two over his last three however his last fight was a win that was back in september 2020 though He's an inch taller than Horiuchi, plus 275. Horiuchi, eight and three, two knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's gone, he's won two of his last five. He's gone win loss win over his last three. Five years younger than a Topnoi, minus 350. So, first of all, I would say I don't know that Topnoi Kiram is one of those guys who uh, is named after his gym because doesn't he fight it out of Bangtown Muay Thai? Um, which Maybe. is the the Hickman brothers uh, over oh, okay. in okay. yeah yeah so like I don't think he's one of those guys I could be wrong um, but that being said I'm taking Yuma Horiuchi here I'm all over Yuma Horiuchi here he is a guy who has had super high level competition he's got split decision losses to Ludovic Shalinian in the UFC and Charles Johnson just signed to the UFC he armbarred Donovan Freelo who is on Contender Series. Uh, you know, he, he puts together really nice pressure, really great leg kicks. I don't always like his striking defense, but everything else looks really good. Um, and, and with a guy like Topnoi Kiwam, he, he's a guy who is a lot of times looking for the clinch, but like when he's up against the cage, it doesn't look particularly good offensively in that clinch. Um, and I think that that serves him very poorly against Yuma Horiuchi. It's worth noting. He also has high level competition. He fought Kaio Sakara who is, um, you know, not a lot of people know the name Kai Asakara, but he is, um, you know, like an absolute beast out of Ryzen who fought uh, Manel Cap. As a matter of fact, I think he beat Manel Cap, if I'm remembering correctly, that about Kai right, Asakara. Yeah. Um, I think they went one and one, to be completely honest. But, uh, you know, like still certainly nothing to be ashamed of. And, and he beat Koji Horiguchi, too, uh, which is worth noting. So, um, yeah, like I, I like Topnoi. But I think ultimately he just gets in too many clinches here against the guy who's able to take him down. So, again, you know, second fight in a row here. I'm going to take Chalk. I'm going to take uh, my guy, Yumahor Uchi. All right. There we go. Chalky, chalky, chalky. All right. Moving on to lightweights. Anshul Jubilee versus Show Patrick Usami. Um, let me tell you about Usami first. Four and one with one three knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. Lost his last fight after winning his first four, plus one five. Jubilee is king of the lions. He's five and zero oh with one knockout, one submission. He won via submission his last fight, minus one thirty five. Uh, I'm gonna take Ushami. Uh, I, I think Show Ushami has absolutely incredible boxing speed. And as a matter of fact, if you're looking through highlights of him, which he's one of the ones I actually had to look up. I found a whole bunch of amateur boxing career. Like he, he had a, a long-standing amateur boxing career, which explains why in the fights I've seen of him, he is so fast with his hands. Uh, you know, like, and, and you have him here as a slight underdog against Jubilee because Jubilee is a pretty decent wrestler. Most of his wrestling is like Greco style. He gets takedowns with body locks and like in, he uses a lot of inside trips, which you don't see a lot in, in MMA. You see a lot of outside trips, but not a lot of inside trips. So like he uses a lot of inside trips and sure, that could probably give a boxer trouble, but the beauty is here is I think the boxer has 
more power, the ability to keep distance. And it's not like Jubilee is going to like shoot on his legs. Instead, he's trying to like tie him up and then get the takedown from there. So I think Ushami stays away from that enough that he, he should be able to win this fight with his hands pretty easily. All right, there you go. Some plus money for y'all. Um, Bantamweights, Rina Nakamura versus Guggen Guzman. Guggen Guzman. That's a good name, Guggen Guzman. Do you remember Juan Guzman, Dan? Juan Guzman? Yes. Uh, yeah. Did yeah, he yeah, play I for do. Atlanta also? He played for the Jays. Did he play for Atlanta too? I'm thinking, I think he was a twin for a little while okay. after he was a Jay. Right. Uh, I, I don't remember him on the Braves. He, he he had the solo glow back in the day. That's for sure. He, he had some amazing <laughs> hair. All right, Guzman, eight and three, three knockouts, two submissions, been submitted twice. He's won two straight fights, was a regional champion, plus 400. Nakamura, four and oh with three knockouts. He is a champion wrestler, uh, five years younger than Guzman, minus 600. Yeah, and, and I think saying he's a champion wrestler, almost an <laughs> understatement. He was an yeah. under 23 world champion. Pretty good. Um, yeah, decent. And he was sort of like, I, I, I'm not going to say he was going to make the Olympics. I don't know enough about Olympic wrestling to really say that. But like he was on pace to really push for an Olympic spot uh, at the 2020 Olympics. And when the pandemic kind of like took wrestling off the table for the, the next Olympics, I mean, it didn't take it off the table, but it like pushed everything back. He was like, F this. I'm going to go do MMA. Uh, it has looked really good since doing that. His chain wrestling is incredible. And in addition to that, you know, you hear he's a, a wrestling champion. His, I watched him head kick a dude in shooto one time, dude, and just leaves the dude cold. So, like, he's also got the striking aspect of it. I don't really have all that much good to say about Guggen Guzman, like, other than, like, his cardio seemed really good. Uh, but, like, he gets pressed against a cage really easy and against a guy who's got great chain wrestling and is a you know world-class athlete i i think nakamura is going to absolutely murder him there's a reason this line is so wide and hey why don't we talk about another line that is uh even wider all right <laughs> there's a segue right into we're ripping through these right into the main event women's drawweight josephine lindgren knut knutson but dan likes to say nutson correct it's nutson that's how you say it yeah it's nothing all right nutson she was on the top turtle podcast this week make sure you listen to that good interview um she's she's a good interview and very interesting she fights at all stars with all the all the big names you may have heard from there like alexander gustafson and um that's that guy that everyone loves right now Kamza. Um, Kamza. yeah that guy Kamza. and she and, also na- she also name dropped the allure latifi <laughs> yep I think you name dropped him actually first. No, I she she mentioned she mentioned him real she? quickly. She just called him Ilir though, in, in oh, not okay. like the full name because they're on a first name basis. Yeah, because they're buds. <laughs> Anyhow, she's fighting uh, MMA Gensio Yi Dam uh, in the main event on this contender series Road Two. Excuse me, Road Two uh, fight. This is the lone female fight, right? This is the only one on all four cards on all right? on all four cards you're only going to okay. see one woman's fight and it's just be nuts and then you dmco all right let's tell you about um uh, co first six and two one knockout three submissions been knocked out once she's won four straight fights however has not fought since december of 2019 she's an inch taller than nuts in plus 500 uh nuts in nickname little thunder you can hear about her getting her nickname on the top turtle mma podcast she's three and oh in mma with one knockout she's a kickboxing champ a muay thai champ She's four years younger, minus 800. 
She is so good. Like, dude, like, just go watch one of her fights. Uh, and you can watch her in kickboxing. Because she, you know, like, you're saying she's a, uh, you know, crazy good kickboxer. She yeah. she fought some incredible kickboxers. She fought Kana, who's, like, a, a damn good kickboxer in her own right. And, and granted, she didn't beat Kana, but, like, she, she was competitive with her. Um, and in addition to that, like, since coming to MMA, she just stuffs takedowns and knees people in the stomach. And that's, like, what she does. Yidiam So is so slow on the feet. She's really slow on the feet. She What she does to try to get her takedowns is just bull rush you. I don't think that's good enough to, to fight Nutsin. So I think Nutsin is just going to absolutely demolish her here. I, it's interesting because since this one isn't a tournament, you almost wonder if this is just the UFC being like, oh, can Nutsin deal if somebody bull rushes her? And if so, like, we'll just sign her right now. Like, almost like a contender series bout. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what happens here. I, I think she gets a big finish and a big contract. So uh, she is for sure one to keep an eye on. And I would say, while we don't typically bet this, uh, it's straw weight. If your book is offering prop bets on, you know, 2.30 a.m. fights in Singapore, uh, get a finish prop for, for Josephine Dutton. I think she gets it done with a finish. Seems like she could be a favorite of our podcast if she makes it into the UFC. I, I think so. I, I think she's yeah. going to be a favorite of the Slack. Shout out to, to all uh, the guys yeah. in the Slack who are usually up watching fights at absurd hours. But, like, she is so fun to watch. Like, I'm I'm just tipping you off right now to it. Like, go watch her fight uh, on the road to UFC because I think it's going to be a blast. You know Jong will because Jong never sleeps. Everyone knows Jong never sleeps. All right. That, there you go. We ripped through a card for you already. Dan got you some plus money. And then a couple uh, – the opposite of plus money, but that's okay. Uh, a win is a win. That's all we're going for here. All right. We're, we're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging, all of those things. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And when you're doing that, make sure you're, when you're online doing that, make sure you're using IP Vanished. You know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IP, ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. It's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, on to card number episode four on Road to the UFC. It will be going down to, um, 
tomorrow night as well. Let me call up the page for it, shall I, on the lovely topology um, that we like to use here. I take it episode four is going to air after episode three, and I am correct. So it is Friday, early, early, early Friday morning, 5.30 a.m. Eastern on the East Coast. Once again, five fights, John Gooden, Laura Sanko, Singapore, indoor stadium, yada, yada, yada. We will start at, with some big guys for this tournament. Welter Waits. Um, John Adajar versus Han, Seo, Han Solo. No, Han Seol Kim. Close to Han Solo. Um, but, but, or is this the main event? Is this the main event or is this the... See, these cards are flipped on a lot of places. Let me see. We'll go with topology, I take, because they're never never wrong, right? Yeah, I, I have no idea what order these fights are coming in. Right, but, Dan? But, but sure, let's let's go with Adajar and, and yeah. Kim first. It, doesn't, it probably doesn't matter. That's... Let's go, because that's that's what they have on Tapology. All right. Um, Anajar is a outlaw. He's six and one with five knockouts. He's been knocked out once. He won five straight fights, his last two via TKO. He's not fought since April 2019. He's a regional champ, six years younger than Kim, plus 105. Kim is 12 and four with seven knockouts. He's been knocked out twice. He also is a regional champ, two inches taller, minus 135. Yeah, on this one, uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Hansuo Kim. I, I think Anajar... What I've seen from him, he just doesn't seem very powerful. And in most of the fights I've seen, he's like willing to just like be in bad positions in the clinch. Uh, I think Kim is a big swinger. Uh, I don't think he's all that good. Like I, I, I'm, you know, while this is another one of those fights that like isn't technically in a tournament, uh, I don't really have high promise for either of these two. Although Kim might impress by just like knocking somebody out by throwing wild punches, but. Uh, yeah, like I, I think he's good enough to be an Andrejar here, so I'll, I'll take him. There, there you go. Um, we go drop all the way down to flyweights. Hyun Sung Park versus Jeremiah Siragar. Yeah, you got it. Look at that. Look at you. Yay! He's the teacher. Is his nickname uh, Siragar? That would be six and two with three knockouts, three submissions. So everything's a finish for him, and he's been finished in every fight. He knocked out once, submitted once, so he's not has not gone the distance according to my math. Won his last two fights, of course, via finish. Uh, is a regional champ, plus 220. Uh, who's he fighting again? He's fighting Park. He's 5-0, and oh, two knockouts, two submissions. So he's gone the, to the distance once. Uh, he's regional champ as well, four inches taller than Siragar, minus 280. So Siragar does this weird thing where he just, like, leaps towards his opponent all the time. Uh, like, flying, jumping, front kicks, and, uh, like you know, jumping jabs and like, he, he really is explosive and leaps in and out a lot. Um, I, I don't really like that against park here because like park is a really calculated fighter. Um, at least until he gets to the grappling for some reason, when he gets to the grappling, he's like the same wild man that Saragar is. But if it gets there in the first place, I, I think he's got a massive advantage. So like, I think that calculated nature is going to allow him to catch Saragar off balance or, you know, like out of place a couple of times. And it's going to be enough for Park to to sort of win this decision here. So I'm going to go with Park. I will say this is one of the ones I feel less confident about just because Siragar is kind of like a little bit too wild for me to get a real good beat on him. All right. There you go. Moving on to Featherweights. Uh, Kai Lu versus Anja Hans. Anga. Anga Hans. Um, I believe Lu it's is- Anga Hans. He's one of the ones I had to look up. Yeah, Anga Hans. Uh, he Lou will go first, though. So the last gladiator. 7-3 with one no contest. Four knockouts, three submissions. So he's a finisher. He's been submitted once. He's won six of his last seven. Won his last fight via knockout. Plus 198. 
Hans, 13 to 2, five knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, made his MMA debut in 2011, pro debut. Used to fight at lightweight. He's a regional champ, minus 248. I'm going to go with Kai Lu in this one. I love how light he is on his feet and how good his kicks look. Um, like he, He's just like a powerful kicker. Um, I, I know he seems to be a big underdog, but I think that in looking at all of these lines, I've noticed that they seem to give anybody with a wrestling base just like automatically the favorite. Um, like, like if we went up in the other one, I took the dog in and show Usami. Uh, I, I like, like that the boxer is most likely going to light up uh, Jubilee on the feet. Whereas I, I kind of feel the same way here about Kai Lu. I, I think Hans is a better wrestler and has got good submissions, but like is very slow when they're striking in, and I don't know that the wrestling is like dominant enough to get inside and like regularly take down Kai Lu, who's like a, you know, powerful. And like I said, very good in getting in and out and very fast. And like, so I'm going to take a, another stab at a dog here. I'm going to take Kai Lu as my underdog. All righty, here we go. Here we go. This is more like the Gumby we all know and love. All right, co-main event. Asakurbai, Jin and Sabiki. Jin and Sabiki? Sure. Jin and, Sab- Jin and Sabike. Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> not, versus... not, not, not bad, though. <laughs> versus Kyung Pyo Kim. A Chinese fighter versus a South Korean. And I said this is at lightweight. If I didn't say that, I said it now. Um... We're going to tell you about Kim, nicknamed Red Horse. He's 10-3 and three with five knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. Won four of his last five fights. He got knocked out his last fight. Uh, plus 165. Jinin Sabiki, Prairie Hero is his nickname. <laughs> wow. That may be one. I have to steal it, Dan. Prairie yeah, I, Hero. I, you, you might be the Prairie Hero. <laughs> that is a fantastic nickname. He's 36-10. and 10, Eight knockouts, 11 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted five times. He's won 11 straight fights. Used to fight at featherweight is this one i thought this one was that no this one's at lightweight yeah he's fighting down at featherweight he's an inch taller than cam minus 205 for the prayer hero do you want to know the craziest thing about jen and sabike having uh that many fights right like you you quoted what was what did you say it was 33 uh, said, and 10 this yeah, will be his 36, 40, 36 and 10 this will be his 44th fight dude he turned pro in 2015 he's only been had it Wowzers. for seven yeah. years to have that many fights um, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, Jenna Tabike here. I, I think what this one ultimately comes down to is the fact that like, neither of them really like to wrestle and neither of them look very confident when they're wrestling And like Jenna Tabike is just like a better boxer. He's like faster. He's stronger. He's got better knockout power. And Kim just like, in what I've seen of Kim who, you know, I'll, I'll be admitted here. Like it is the third person I said, I, I haven't, hadn't gotten a good look at before. He just looks very slow to me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Jin and Sabike here. I, I think the amount of, uh, grappling he's going to have to do being minimum is going to help him. It's going to make him feel more confident on the feet. He's going to let it go and win, uh, on the hands here. And he will be our hero, not just a prayer hero. If he does that. All right. Main event time. Luigi Buren, the Beastmaster versus Shohei Nose. Probably it's Nose or something, isn't it? It can't just be yeah. Nose, can it? I, I would guess it's Nose, but Shohei Nose is really funny. <laughs> Shohei Nose is way better, way better. All right. Uh, um, and this is at Bantamweight. All right. Let me tell you about Shohei's Nose. Uh, he's 8-2 and two with two, uh, eight, two and two, excuse me, two draws there. 8-2 two and two. Six submission wins. He's been knocked out once. He's won four straight, three straight via submission. 
His last fight was just less than a month ago. May 15th was his last fight. He won via submission, as I said. He's plus 160. Wuliji Buren, the Beastmaster, 15 and 8, three knockouts, eight submissions. Been knocked out once. He's 4 and 1. Got knocked out in his last fight. Uh, sorry, I'm reading the wrong one here. He's 4 and 1. He won via knockout in his last fight. Um, he used to fight at featherweight. He was 0 and 3 in the UFC, minus 200. I'm going to take Wuliji Buren. Uh, I, I think. For, for a couple of reasons. First of all, it, you know, it's worth noting Shawnee Nose is uh, a fighter Nose. who is a decent kickboxer. But the problem with his kickboxing for me is that, like, if you just get in his face and kind of crowd him a little bit, he has a lot of trouble. Um, and I would say, you know, it, the times he's looked good grappling is mostly against people who are, like, real shitty on the mat. Buren, I, I know you mentioned that he went 0-3 in the UFC, but I, I feel like we need to contextualize that a little bit. Like, his losses, two of them, I mean, one was to Rolando Die, which, you know, maybe not the best loss there. The other two were to Marwin Vera and Jonathan Martinez, who are still in the UFC doing, like, really great things. So uh, I'm not so worried about him in that regard. I would also say he looked pretty good when he tied up with Marwin Vera. And granted, that was, you know, almost four years ago at this point. But, like, man, he tied up with him a couple of times, and I think he got the better of some of those exchanges fighting a regional Japanese fighter in Shohei knows I, I think Willie G. Buren is going to have a load of advantages here. He should be better technically. And if he wants to crowd Shohei knows I, I think he's just going to have an easy time doing that. So there you go. Buren is Dan's pick. And this episode is going to be called Shohei's nose. I've got this one figured out. You have to figure out what the last episode is going to be called, Dan. I'm leaving that in your hands. So you have to remember what we talked about before we recorded this episode. So no so, chance. I do. No chance. I do um, that. No chance. <laughs> well we'll see we'll see if you carry your weight or not um this episode i forgot it was supposed to be dedicated to gumby because he's been here every all 150 episodes even the ones i've missed gumby's been here so this episode goes out to gumby gumby god is what it's known as now maybe we'll just call it the the 149 gumby god again <laughs> oh god every episode's gonna be gumby god now um anything else to say about these cards i guess we don't really have any props or parlays or anything because who knows if you'll be able to play those right yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to play him. I will just say, like, uh, you know, the the couple of favorites I like on that first card, feel free to stack them all together. I, I think Yuma Horouchi, uh, Josephine Nutson, and uh, Rinya Nakamura, I think those three are as close to slam dunks as you're going to get uh, anytime soon. And you, you stack them all together, depending on what the numbers look like come fight time. You might find yourself with even money on those three. Um, and while it might not be the most exciting thing in the world to see suit three super favorites on that first card, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, that that's a that's a pretty decent turnaround anyway. All right. Boom. Bonus episode in the books. Um, I forgot to say this in the last episode, but obviously follow us on Twitter. Uh the podcast Twitter page that Gumby runs is SGPNMMA. Uh, my Twitter would be Jeff Fox writer. His Twitter would be Gumby Vreeland. Um, listen to his top turtle MMA podcast this week. He's got Josephine Knutson, Nutson, excuse me. It's pronounced Nutson. And someone from the last card we just talked about. Mean, uh, mean Steve Machine, Garcia. Steve Garcia. Mean, yeah. mean. You didn't say how he got his nickname, though. Did I you? did that in a past interview, so I didn't okay. bring it up again. Yeah. Already. All right. Listen to it anyhow. And listen to the prelim primer back again this week. Uh, it might be a, on a little bit of a hiatus. It's on yeah. a little bit of a hiatus now. Uh, it didn't happen last week, did it? Yeah, it's a, the, 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 there's lots of scheduling issues. The problem is I'm just giving you guys so much content here on this feed that uh, I wind up giving less elsewhere. So uh, 
just enjoy me here more uh and bonus Gumby, episodes here you should have warned me not to mention your deceased podcast dan but you didn't mention it oh i'm it's sorry not, it's, it's not it's you're not just having a break it's just a break it's it, just a break it's, we're on a break <laughs> <laughs> that's from that friend show i've never seen a full episode of friends in case anyone wonders just thought i put that out there so <laughs> but i know that quote though it's obviously uh, what we're all wondering <laughs> yes obviously uh anything else we need to tell people dan no i, I think no. we got it all reader stuff sportsgamblingpodcast.com i'll have the ufc stuff up thursday morning or afternoon and friday as well get tons of baseball stuff up there and every every kind of football you can imagine nfl cfl usbl usfl excuse me um nba playoffs you know disc golf everything you're looking for so and bryce harper just hit a home run for me in my fantasy league i just got a, a notice so i thought I'd, I'd end on that so um we'll be back on sunday we'll recap the road to the ufc we'll recap the big pay-per-view see how we did with their picks um until then he will he will remain gummy god i will remain jesus jeff and we'll talk to you then bye-bye